many aspire to reach the upper echelon of the healthcare industry, but few are able to successfully navigate the corporate ladder. As Asia becomes the world epicenter of the healthcare industry, C-Suite Partners sits down with international healthcare executives, asking the tough questions and unpacking the personalities of the top industry leaders. Welcome to the boardroom. Suntek, thank you very much for joining C-Suite Partners in the boardroom. My pleasure. I want to understand your career. So can you talk me through the previous 20 years up until today? Well, I started as a lawyer actually, initially, okay. working in Singapore for about three years in a small boutique firm doing corporate work. And then I made a decision um, in the early 90s to join a family-owned business in Hong Kong because at that time China was opening up. I thought it would be exciting somewhere in the uh, 1999 and 2000, when the dot-com boom was uh, taking off, the family offered me a role as an investment role, mm. and commercial role. And then from that point, I, I switched over to more a business role mm. within the family-owned conglomerate. In early 2002, um, I decided that I needed to do an MBA to validate that move mm. from law to finance. Yeah. I came back to Singapore in 2005, and was offered a role in the commodity business in Singapore. Okay. So I did the traditional uh, financial controller role, mm -hmm. uh, went to tr do treasury for a few years, mm -hmm. and then finally landed at a CFO role. So there's a lot of companies in Asia at the moment trying to do business, and they're going through a lot of challenges. I'd, I'd like to hear about some corporate challenges you might be facing at the moment in the current market. So. I'll give you one example of we are currently facing. So we are opening the first private hospital in Chengdu, a small mm -hmm. 250 bed. It's the first time a private hospital is, is going to open in Chengdu. The regulators um, are not familiar how to license a private healthcare plan. Mm -hmm. um, and in a way, we're helping them to write the rule book, uh, which is good. And we're engaging them every step of the way and saying that, look, this is how private healthcare does it. And this is how you know, we do it in the rest of the world, right? And it does help that you know, Singapore has a strong reputation for healthcare yes. because we are saying that we're bringing the standards across. The other part is in, even in the hiring of our staff because in China, most doctors and nurses tend to see the safe haven for, for occupation being in the public healthcare. Mm -hmm. So to look at the private healthcare, a lot of them are taking the weight and see they are actually doing their due diligence on us as to what we stand for, who we are, before they join us. Okay. So we find that pretty interesting, but it's part of the, I think, the challenge of working in markets like uh, these new markets that we're entering. Talk to me about the way that you hire executives. What do you, what do you look for? I, I think we look for a few things. So number one um, on our list will be integrity. By integrity, we mean not just in the ethics, but also in the service offering that they mm. provide. I think the second part is, is the leadership try. Um, by that, because if you are hiring people at the senior level, you are necessarily driving the rest of the team, mm. right? And that's why we look for people with strong leadership track record and traits. I think the third part is because we are in Asia, the ability to handle and manage cross-cultural teams 
is very important mm. because that is the nature of the workforce that we have in each of the markets that, that we are in. How do you retain them? So you've done all, <laughs> you've done all the hard work to, to, to get them on board and you know it's, it's not a hard sell with your type of organisation with the opportunity but to keep that talent there. So the thing I find interesting Michael is the fact that you know it's beyond money and for the really smart people, the really driven one, they actually like working with others who are equally smart mm. and equally driven. Okay. And so it becomes self-perpetuating. When you work with these guys, everybody feels that everybody is carrying their weight, mm. everybody is contributing to the discussion, mm. um, and, and they come to work very motivated. Mm. So I think we try to create a culture like that in the company. We try to bring people across from other markets to share the learning. We try to create many platforms where at different levels they're sharing of their information. One example is we have this yearly quality and innovation forum mm -hmm. where project teams get to come together and share the learning that they have done and the projects they've put up. So we go back to maybe 15 years ago for your for your career. Tell, tell me about a time that you made a mistake in, in your executive career, whether it was a hiring decision or once again, maybe within a deal. Mm. Just, can you just talk me through that, that moment? So one particular incident stood out and that's the fact um, when I was working actually in the, in the media business, I was actually uh, Director of Operations at South China Morning Post, okay. which is the daily newspaper in Hong Kong. So when I first got aboard, I thought I knew it all. So, you know, people seeing that you are the new guy at the top, they came to you with all kinds of problems. Mm -hmm. So one mistake I made was listening to just one side of the discussion. Right. Okay. So the editorial people said that, look, the cutoff time is too early, this. You know, it's not realistic, we are missing out on the big news, etc. So I just, in a very heavy-handed manner, told the operations this is not acceptable, we're going to push out the time, right. and this and that. I didn't give them a chance to put up the discussion as to what were the issues that they face, mm. you know, um, and the challenges that they face because of the infrastructure that was really inbuilt. So the printing plant was built in a certain manner, and there was a fixed process because there was very little you could do to change it. Okay. So I've since learned that uh, in these kind of discussions, especially in operations, you need to bring the whole team together mm. and, and get everybody to buy into that decision. It takes a bit longer, requires a bit more patience, but it works better all around. What about you in terms of your, your personal life to get rid of the stress? Are you going on holidays? Are you going to the gym? Do you play golf? What do you do? So I, I try to balance off, you know, beyond a certain time in the evening, I, I really put down <laughs> the mobile Okay. Devices, right? Um, I find that um, going for a walk or exercising after work help does really help. And in the weekend, it's really about the family. So when I'm with my family, I try to really focus, you know, and not think about work at all. And I made it. We have a rule in the house that my wife and I we don't talk about our work once we are back. Okay. Yeah, because you know you find that then that discussion goes on and you carry over the the emotional. That's right baggage that you may have at work, you're angry at somebody or issue and you still bring it back to work. Okay. Well, Sun thank you very much for spending time with C-Suite Partners in the boardroom. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.